Perspectives YYC is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. The APN is the brainchild of Karen Unland, whose only purpose in life, it seems, is to support and grow local podcasts. Podcasts like Girl Tries Life, a series by Victoria Smith, who runs a website by the same name. She was one of the first APN members to reach out to me after we discovered we had shared a guest, personal stylist Sarah Schmidt. If you're looking for an Albertan woman who decided to say heck yes to life, who wants to show you how she's built a life around doing instead of saying you will, check out her work at girltrieslife.com and all the other amazing podcast awesomeness at www.albertapodcastnetwork.com or on social media at albertapodnet. Welcome to Calgary Culture, the Perspectives YYC podcast, a series of conversations with a series of local creators as we try to get serious about culture here in Calgary. Today we sit down with Matthew Mort, the happiest man alive. If you don't know him yet, you will, because Matt Mort is everywhere. Except here. Unfortunately, Matt moved to Vancouver right after recording this, damn it. Why did he leave us? For happiness and positivity, of course. Before he left, we got a chance to quickly muse about all things Matt Mort, and while a short 40-ish minute interview could never encapsulate his energy, I hope this gets you a glimpse of why people chant his name. Today's soundtrack was provided by Handmade, a local band and an extension of all that is Matt Mort. Handmade is available on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, and the internet in general. Matt's latest project in collaboration with Brad Lancaster. At Discover Connection is their project to promote a life full of connectivity. Check them out on Instagram or YouTube. That's at Discover Connection. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, and everything around and in between, I present to you Matt Mort.
This should be on Instagram. Matt, um, we're recording the session, but before we start, uh, why the fuck does your t-shirt say cat equals whale? Um, okay. Hello. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, so as you may know, youtube.com is a website that I really like. There's a YouTuber named Julian Smith, uh, who posts a lot of videos. Uh, he was really popular back in the day and he, you may know him from uh, that song jellyfish where he, uh, made a song about, you know, uh, jellyfish sandwich. Um, Kyle, anything? No, no, nope, pretty Kyle. popular guy. Um, he's pretty cool. Uh, but he made a video, uh, about his cat and he titled it beach whale. I think he titled it. No, he didn't. Um, but it's about his cat, who he calls Beached Whale, because it's a fat cat. Yeah, I think the it's supposed to the the cat represents his cat named Beached Whale, and it's supposed to represent a beached whale, even though it's clearly alive because it's spewing water. So that's good. I think we got all we needed about yep. uh, Matt Mort. Thanks right. for joining us. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh, well, I just wanted to re-record this because I was actually listening to our footage from January, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And while it's not so much of a critical thing, it's just uh, your life, uh, mine too, but your life has uh, fundamentally changed in the last yeah. three months. Yeah. Um, so just in case, I, I had a thought when you left and because Kyle uh, is going to cut us off particularly, well, not particularly, but early today. Yeah. Of like maybe trying to mash the two together. But uh, sure. give me an idea. Where, who are you, Matt? Just in general or from since uh, we last recorded? You can interpret the question as you see fit. All right. Um, okay. I'm a, a content creator, I guess, of sorts, or a filmmaker. I'm, I, uh, I've been working with Media Lab for a bit. Um, I've been helping David with a few things here and there. And uh, I used to be a, a YouTuber for a long time, and I'm getting back into it. That's why I'm moving back to Vancouver, um, is to make more YouTube videos on a different YouTube channel than my own. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just a guy who makes YouTube videos and has stickers of my face on people's stuff. Shameless self-promotion, I yeah. think they call it. Yeah. Um, you are a YouTuber. Actually, I didn't know that you had a YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. I, I think, oddly, that was missed in the last interview. I think the last interview centered more about you being uh, a total fanboy of YouTube huh. and uh, about how you have this preternatural conceptual idea of what will be successful how one ought to run instagram um, how people of your generation or slightly younger will respond to content but i don't think you actually told me specifically about your youtube channel so just in case you did because i am uh, on a lot of brain medication right now okay um literally sadly uh Uh, tell me about your youtube channel matt okay i'm surprised that i've never actually brought this up even just in conversation not even just with a podcast but I've been on YouTube since like 2008 of February. Holy shit. Yeah, since like like junior high for me. Um, it's It's gone through a journey, but um, the l- last few videos were more, they don't necessarily have a, a genre or anything like that, but I, I tried to cater them towards sort of like learning new skills and crossing things off my bucket list and just doing things that excite me or interest me in some way. Um, I went to VidCon and made a video about it. Well, well but, yeah. other than loving YouTube, what drew you in to make your first video? I don't really know. Because I, 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 like, my mom used to have a, a tape camera um, that we used when I was, like, in grade six or something like that. Or I think they're cassettes. Otherwise... Yeah, it was, like, a small... Yeah, it was, yeah. like, a really tiny, small, just like... Be, like, scotch tape or something. No, no yeah, keep going. Right, keep going. I I'm <laughs> just being a dick. Go, yeah. go, go. I'm listening. <laughs> I just like filmed like um, like sledding adventures with friends and family and like running around the neighborhood on bikes or 
making little skits and stuff. I, I, I made those for like a while. Um, and then YouTube came along and I discovered th- people like Smosh and, and then just wanted to make my own YouTube videos. So then I posted my own and continued. I just like fell in love with YouTube and the whole like community or the, the, the people on there. And then eventually when like they started to have their own meetups, it was exciting to watch other people's videos of like YouTubers who I didn't think would know each other, like meeting for the first time or seeing that. Like this is internationally. This yeah, is not a Calgary. Okay. But yeah, this was like um one of the, like one of the first like YouTube gatherings was in like San Francisco or something. It was like Pier Fifty Nine or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very exciting um to kind of be a part of that. Um, and I started making friends through through it. Who I like, I still have a friend, Austin. Shout out to Austin Inside Lime TV, uh, who's now on Twitch now and stuff. But um, I made like friends with him, and like we would Skype quite often uh, in like 2010 and play Minecraft while we're on Skype so we can like chat chat and stuff and talk to each other. how old are you at this point 2010 like at that one? point yeah. yeah um so i started it was 2008 when i was 12 and so yeah i was like 14 i guess well or so 14 15 something like that it just like continually excited me and i got like it, it really like molded who i am in a way because i discovered like uh mitchell davis like live lava live he, he's like almost like an early like a hipster god or something um like almost everybody who was into or like classified as a hipster was like in love with mitchell davis there's a fire check yeah we should probably re-record that and i can make a quip about he has like the fluffiest beard who oh no he doesn't oh no no he's just um he's the most vibrant plant he's almost like a like a minimalist before minimalism was huge um this was like 2008 and 2010 or stuff um, the highest cuff gene? No, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's mainly like the music that he liked because he liked music that wasn't necessarily popular. Like, of course, like he did like popular music like Lil Wayne or something. But um, why? Why did you have to go to Lil Wayne first? Because that's just I'm trying to think of like. Well, that's all the time we have today. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so, there's certain songs like Kanye West. I guess like you know he like he likes the popular stuff, but he he doesn't like stick to what's on the radio or what's on the popular charts and stuff he like expanded my my knowledge of of music and introduced me to bands um like yacht but he introduced me to, oh i think he like introduced me to sufjan stevens like my um the first sufjan stevens age of oz or the, the age of oz that was like my favorite album for so long and it's got like one of my favorite songs like 23 minutes long but he introduced me to like that kid cuddy i think I think MGMT even, like, he probably, like, had some influence on me liking MGMT. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of things on YouTube that's really molded who I am. And, like, I don't know. I've just been, like, addicted to, like, making videos and YouTube and all that for so long. Um, and I, it took me a, a long time um, to really actually question doing anything else but YouTube. Um, that only happened in, like, 2015 where I was actually, like, thinking, like, what would I do if I didn't do YouTube? Um, and then I just, yeah, I'm kind of coming back to it. But Do you think there's something specific or it sounds maybe just the way that you've been wired the whole time that you looked at YouTube as content creation as much as consumption? So yeah, I think, uh, although I have no connection uh, to these generational perceptions, but you know, most people still watch YouTube just to spend time to watch YouTube and yeah. just kind of pull but you've always seemed to also want to put your face on and perform yeah is that 
something just goes back to the cassette recorder? Or do you think there's something we were like, even when you were three, you were like performing and they're trying to get everybody's attention and uh, doing backflips? I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird because um, uh, like in school and like drama class and all that. I was like terrible and super shy and and didn't want to perform in front of people. Um, like the only people I would kind of perform in front of or just be goofy and silly is like my mom and like that's it. Like not even like other family members. Like family reunions and stuff, I'd still be like to myself and kind of awkward and shy and like don't know if I really know people enough or can't converse well. Yeah, I was more comfortable in front of the camera than I was in front of people. Um for yeah from like a young age i guess that's fascinating i'm the opposite i Mm -hmm. don't know what it is about cameras but i don't like them ironically now that i'm trying to make a living through a camera but um but then i put me in a room and uh, i don't mind being an idiot in front of people right i'm like i'm i'm getting more used to and and less um shy and like more out of my yeah just shyness uh in front of people um because i think I'm, i'm taking myself less seriously than i was for a while um and getting like uh, I got into my awkwardness and stuff instead of like my awkwardness being like a, a hindrance or something that like made me feel bad about being in front of people or whatever. Um, I use it more as like a, not a crutch, but like, like, um, you know, a know megalophone, megla, sure. mega, like I, I play into mega. it. I, megalophone is the prehistoric uh, version of a megaphone. Okay. They were found in the uh, glacier recently. Sure. Do you think that reflects when you look historically at your YouTube stuff? Like if we pulled a, a video of you from 2010, uh-huh. would you be more like trying to shoot it straight and make like a serious documentary about something? Or are you still like brushing hair and acting like a weirdo? I mean, what do you think that there's been a progression there of how you approach it? It's just fascinating to think you go into a room physically and you're worried about all these other people, uh, trust issues or whatever the source of, semi-agoraphobic kind of uh, at least by a narrative that you mm. don't like being in the crowd but then I'll put my face on for literally the entire world to potentially look at and that's okay I mean I right yeah you know, do you think there's been any kind of change there too um I, I don't think I really thought about like who was watching my videos back then like yeah I had like no idea really I was kind of making them for myself in a way but also I wanted people to see them um I just didn't know who would see them and I, I think I was also just kind of confusingly going through it, I guess. Like, like I don't know exactly what I'm making. Like, there's no purpose to it. My my thought process behind it, because I did daily vlogs for, like, from, like, j- early January to, like, August or something. And my whole thought pro- process behind it was just documenting my life. Like, just sharing whatever I'm doing, no matter how boring it is. Um and that was kind of it. There wasn't any like thought process as to like who would enjoy this or who was this video really for? Or, like what's what's the point of it? What's the meaning? I I just wanted to make stuff. I just wanted to make videos because that's what I felt like my my calling was or my my passion was and stuff. So I don't know. I all I can think about is the servers that are gonna crash with all the shit that people put on them. Yeah. Daily vlogging. Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's hard to comprehend how much space. And we just recently watched Mission Impossible 5, where he's got to like dive into the server. And I'm sure. like imagining this giant uh, waterfall, um, ocean cooled, you know, space with mm-hmm. uh, Tom Cruise trying to slip a yellow disc into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's probably why I don't create content. I don't know. My. Uh, 
Yeah, so there's a YouTuber. Um, this is why you should be mic'd up. Yeah. Say it again, Kyle. How, how long has Charles Trippy been doing daily vlogs? Um, so there's a YouTuber named Charles Trippy who is uh, his YouTube channel is CTFXC. He's been doing daily vlogs uh, since like 2008, I think. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a YouTuber. Um, That's like the. Uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? Truman? Truman Show? Yeah, except he knows the camera's there. Oh, I just mean more about the audience fascination with something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, because he, he's been doing it since like April 6 or something, 2008. Um, and yeah, he documented his whole process, like his whole life, just to see as an experiment. Um, and he like, um, he got married, he got a divorce, he got uh, brain cancer, he st- uh, joined a band and went on tour, and then he got married again. Uh, and now his brain tour is back now. Um but he's yeah, and he's got like the Guinness World Record because he's never missed a day. Um, there was like Shay Carl was doing it for a while, like on his channel Shaytards, um, and he like inspired Charles to start. But but Shay's like missed a lot of days, and now he's like he's not doing daily vlogs anymore. He's doing them slowly. But yeah, Charles Trippy's been like daily vlogging for eleven years now. Not to dwell on somebody else too much, Matt, but like, sure. how long are these videos? Uh, they vary. Uh, some of them are like six minutes, and he's probably got some videos out now that are like thirty minutes long, probably. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of like when we spoke when we first met about what to do with perspectives. I have absolutely no conception uh, of modern media, and you were shocked that I don't know anything about YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Like, how does how do you even? C- get into new content like that how do you find stuff when i open youtube it like tells me to either buy something or or something that you know james corden did like it's Uh it's, you know it's it's james corden or purse and for mine you know lifetime of uh link clicking uh, a lot of football like soccer highlights Mm -hmm. that's essentially it right but this, like, my wife's better at this. She's only three years younger than me, but she can spend time on the internet. I don't understand how that works conceptually. Like, I turn on a browser, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, what the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah. Oh, here, Facebook. Oh, it's boring. And then I close the bra- browser, right, and I right. move on with my life, presumably. Unless it's Reddit. I learned Reddit a few years ago, and that's a dangerous place. But uh, yeah. I don't know. What What is that like? What's your approach to media? Um, okay. Well, for, for me, um, because I'm into, like, bucket lists and and out of comfort zones and all that stuff um even even without that um i just kind of like search for what i i'm interested in and what i want to see um because i have a feeling that like there's got to be at least like one youtube channel that can make videos that i'm like currently craving right now like i kind of crave videos sometimes or like i want to see a video that's maybe like uh i don't know this is an example but like like a James Charles video, but records it in a cave or something. I don't know. Like a, like a makeup guru who records his videos in a cave. And I'll try to find that or whatever. Um, that's a weird example. But like there's got to be someone out there who's creating some sort of content that I want to see. So I, yeah. It's not a weird example. I think it perfectly illustrates the point that I'm missing from a different generation is that there's something that you are looking to connect with actually on a sort of spiritual human scale, even yeah. if it's looking at um, things that I would scoff at, uh, you know, as oh, too commercial or too this or overproduced or whatever, whatever, you know, myriad of ways that I can complain about everything. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like at the core, you're searching to connect with somebody that has a similar weird thought as you've had in that moment that you're searching. 
Yeah, partially that, but also uh, from a creative aspect to like get inspired to 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 inspire me to create other videos. I guess like I I don't watch videos just for the the entertainment value, but but just to like yeah for for other ideas and see what other people are creating and kind of give me ideas for for videos that I want to create. It's fascinating. So you know, going from there and then leading into you know, that you're leaving us, it sounds like it's YouTube related, but yeah. more importantly, uh, you know, with a 30 day challenge that you built on Facebook, uh, I mean, tell me about your sort of recent creative endeavors and then how it led into this opportunity, maybe even describe what you're going to do in uh, Vancouver. And, uh, I think it's Vancouver and, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what's changed so much that I'm essentially going to trash our first interview? Um, it is your fault, by the way. I'm okay. blaming entirely on you. But, That's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. So my, my recent creative endeavors before Vancouver, I think I mentioned this already, but like I was uh, editing videos for Media Lab's YouTube channel. Um, I was editing some uh, Instagram stories for Perspectives. I was a, a band manager for my friend's band, Handmade, um, which I used to drum in and you've had on the podcast. Uh, what else was I doing? Oh, um, I was helping run um, a community of, of YouTubers in Calgary, so Calgary video creators with uh, with Kyle and a few others. Yeah, and then I wanted to do like, a, I, I always feel more empowered or uh, encouraged, I guess, to, to hold myself accountable when I am surrounded by other people doing the same thing. Um, so things like um, at Media Lab, we started doing editing sessions. So people would just bring their laptops and we would all edit a video um, like our own videos, um, in the, in the same room. Um, and it just feels better to like, know that we're all getting stuff done together. Um, and so I wanted to kind of form a group of people to do the same challenge. So we're all doing the same thing, uh, every day for 30 days. And then we can kind of message each other and, and give each other t- uh, tips and, and help each other out throughout the, the month. And so I was thinking like things like, uh, go vegan for the month, um, and then see what we learn from it afterwards or, like uh, take a cold shower every day or something different um, just to get us like either into habits or out of habits or improve habits um, or literally just like challenge ourselves for the month and see if we can learn something for that from that um, moving forward in our lives and, and, you know, do that stuff. Um, So I posted an Instagram story about that. And then Brad Lancaster, who's in Vancouver, he used to edit for um, for Yes Theory, who who I love a lot. And uh, we, we connected through, like, YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. But he saw that post and said, like, hey, I want to, like, form a YouTube channel or start a YouTube channel about stuff like that. Um, and that I should move to Vancouver and do that. And I've been, like, looking for someone to, like, relate to and, and really work with on YouTube videos that we really align together. Um, I've been looking for someone like that since, like, I started YouTube. Um, so it, it was pretty easy for me to say yes within, like, five or ten minutes i just had to like i said yes and then i would have to figure out the details after but yeah like before then i would try to make videos with people and most of them would want to make like skits or something different that's not really aligned um which i'm like grateful for that i got to you know still make videos with people but this is like a prime opportunity the thing that sticks out to me matt is like what do you where do you think the fascination with self-help bucket list 
there's an underlying morbidity. Like how old are you? 23? 23, yeah. yeah. So you're, uh, in my mind, uh, still a child. And, um, you know, so like from your life experiences, uh, which I only know a topical sort of overview of, I mean, what is it? Is it your generation in general? Or do you think there's something special, uh, unique about your approach or your experiences mm-hmm. um, that makes you, for example, like, why is a 23-year-old obsessed with bucket listing? I mean, right. there's, a, there's, a cynic, there's a cynicism there where you're aware, um, as most people only become... Uh, in their 40s or 50s that uh, you could you know fucking drop dead any minute yeah um but where do you think that comes from because uh, i don't know if that's that prevalent with all the other 20 year old creators that i mean i mean they're creating for great and powerful reasons of their own but um yeah like a 30-day challenge where we experiment with concepts they're not 30 days of like going and, and uh, inhaling helium because it's hilarious no, no it's like you're actually trying to do things that are like the last one was uh, cooking for yourself yeah it was meal prepping so where yeah. where does that I mean is there something specific do you think that's driving that I, I for me I've like I've experienced a lot of times where I'm just not happy with where I am uh, in life like like mentally I guess and physically sometimes um I've been like there's been a lot of times where I've like I've dealt with like procrastination and stuff like like most people do um and and just kind of being lazy and I don't know being home all day or just like laying on the couch laying in bed like doing nothing um and like there's a lot of times where I feel like I I do it so often where I'm just sick and tired of it like I don't want to be in that state anymore and I I don't like being lazy or putting things off or I, I don't like um, excuses, so I'm I'm trying to cut excuses from my life. Well, do you think you can like when when is the last time that happened? And can you like take me through like how long were you feeling depressed and you know were you fighting with yourself the whole way that this is wrong or did you just catch yourself after spending five days in your bed and I mean what what's uh, what does that mean you know for a 23 year old what uh-huh. what is catching yourself essentially being depressed and morbid. Uh, and well, wanting to change to me like i know there's a lot of people who actually do have like depression and stuff and i i i thought i did for a while but i i think i just have like depressive states um and and tendencies or whatever like I, i'm not actually really like i don't have depression but we all like kind of just like get depressed sometimes and we just kind of feel like we're you know nothing's worth it or whatever um and just feel like lazing laying in bed and being lazy and doing nothing um so I feel like we're all there sometimes. Um, but I, I, I've like, with things like, like, um, my YouTube videos, like I've been wanting to kind of keep a schedule of like posting weekly videos. Cause that's like a common thing that most YouTubers that want to grow should have is like posting a video once a week. And I've been trying to do that for so many years and been like failing. I've posted maybe like five or 10 videos of like being like, I'm, making videos again or I'm back or I'm posting weekly again. Um, and then it just like cuts out and I, I don't post for a while. Um, so I, I've had like just too many things that I'm like, I just don't want to be, I don't want to make another I'm back video or another, like, I don't want to repeat myself too much. And I feel like I get too repetitive and I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is exactly that comes or like, what was that? Uh, my watch dinged. Okay, cool. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. Um. I I don't know exactly uh, where it comes from. Um. But I have like discovered. Uh, like I discovered K- uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat in 2014. 
I think that might have played a part in it because um, I was watching like their videos and, and seeing like Gary talk about excuses. He doesn't and, talk, by the way. Yeah, what? He's obnoxious. He just yells at you. Well, <laughs> sometimes, but but he's also like he's also pretty real. Like I think like he's he uh, he seems like he talks the truth and you know I love him kind of I never met him but <laughs> he's he's my dad yeah you know I uh, yeah I I think just like through that and kind of being motivated by him and well, let me let me things. redirect it I so sure. I, you're kind of avoiding the question so like yeah I mean let's let's go back uh, I just don't know how to answer it yeah so maybe just think about the last time that you were stuck because uh, it sounds like a lot of stuff is moving right now which is exciting yeah. But prior to that and prior to putting out the post, let's say, of the 30-day challenge or mm-hmm. whatever it was that, I think it was 30-day challenge that uh, caught um, the person's It was eye. Brad's, yeah. 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 Um, so leading up to that, I mean, were you sitting on that concept for years and something changed and you decided to just throw it out on the internet? Did it come, you know, intuitively where you're like, oh, fuck, like, this is a great idea, I just got to do it. Were you in it, right. one of these depressed states where you were kind of sitting around at home and uh, doing nothing? Um, so you're nodding there, which is uh, not visible so. on the mic. So like if, yeah. if that's the case, let's look at that. I mean, cause I just kind of want to know what motivated you to actually mm-hmm. do things. I think a lot of, assu- my assumption would be that a lot of content, uh, consumers are people that are stuck in that state where right. they either, um, you know, don't give a shit about anything or they have that voice where it's like, Oh, it wouldn't be cool if I did this or wouldn't. It? And then there's a bigger maybe a myriad of voices that are mm-hmm. like, no, these are the reasons why this is not going to work and you suck. And yeah. it's, um, so I'm, I don't know if that's possible, but is there a way to kind of look at that scenario for you for let's say yeah. the 30 day challenge? Uh, I think for me, I, I think I was just kind of like, I think about um, that I could either lay there and be upset and like not happy with my situation, or I can just like throw something into the air and see if like people would want to be a part of this sort of thing like I, I i have wanted to do it for a while because i again like i i love being in a group of people who are going after the same thing or or kind of have the same motivations or same thought processes or whatever um or like even just like same interest and uh, i've just yeah i like get kind of upset and i could either just lay there and be upset about it or i can you know yeah throw it out into the world one of the existential problems right now with perspectives is I'm definitely in a bit of a rut that way. And so my fascination and why I keep drilling down on this is, mm-hmm. you know, how do we not only kind of look at how you started, let's say a 30 day challenge and now it's leading you to go to Vancouver, but more like how do we tell other people that whatever state they're in is not permanent, that it's not your fault, but it's like by choice mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, I, I wonder, you know, is it about planning? Is it about structure? Or is it about just letting go? And- to me, I think it's just about trying. Like, literally just think about, like, would this work? Would, like, like you know, would this help in some way? And just give things a try. Or even just, like, getting out. Like, if you're in a slump or if you're in a depressive state or something, you might be just in a repetitive, repetitive lifestyle. Um, so if you can do anything to get out of that, um, just change up one thing, like, um, I don't know, maybe take a cold shower or go for a walk sometime or like, there's so many different things you could do. Those were like only two examples, but there's so many different things that you can do just to change up your life, uh, and to get out of that state. Um, 
like maybe I don't know what else is there. Like <laughs> this, I don't know. Give give Kyle a mic. That'd be a change. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's fascinating too, Matt, that um, your way of looking at tackling this problem is about community and doing things together. Which I wonder if one of the traps is a lot of people think they have to get out of it by doing something for themselves. Right. I do. I do agree with that as well. Like, um, I've also realized, uh, like in the past, I've kind of relied on people, like with uh, with YouTube videos and trying to make videos with like people, like trying to find that person, like like Brad and whatever. I I kind of got mad in a way of like, why isn't this person making the videos that I want to make, or why why isn't this person making you know why why aren't I um, collaborating with this in the way that I wanted to. And so I, I, I kind of just like look at myself and, and think about like, you know, the Michael Jackson quote, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. That's the, the quote. Um, but like... I, the man I, in the mirror. Yeah. And I think it um, aligns with like the excuses thing. Like don't make excuses, just like realize that you're in the wrong sometimes and, and see what you can do about it. And like what, like, you know... You know what's hard about all that stuff is the adages and the mottos and the memes and stuff are easy to post but yeah you know where do where do we have that discussion about the how you know where's the grind it's why i was asking like if we talk about let's say the week leading up to posting 30-day challenge and if you're finding that whole week that you're not engaged with media labs uh, assignments or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, somebody did this or or you turn on YouTube and you find yourself resentful uh, of all the content because it wasn't vibing with you mm-hmm. to say like, oh, well, you just look in the mirror and you tell, oh, fuck, this is all your fault. And, uh, and now we've got to change. That's, uh, that's not actually what happens. I mean, there's a bit of a process there. Right. I, I mean, at this point, is there something you think that you've been doing um, to flip that switch? You know, I, I wondered... Um, yeah, looking at the week prior, for example, you know, was there an event? Was there somebody that talked to you? Was there, you know, was it Gary Vee that said something that resonated with you that all of a sudden you were like, you know what, like I, I've had this idea percolating for, you know, a couple of years and I'm just going to do it. I mean, yeah, for the for the 30 day challenge specifically. Sure. I actually remember, I think it was um, Matt Diavella on YouTube posted a video of him like taking cold, uh, cold showers for every day uh, for 30 days and he documented that. And I think that's what it like kind of inspired me of like, like I, I, if it were just me like doing it on my own, I don't think I would be motivated to take a cold shower every day for 30 days. Um, but if there were other people doing it with me, then that would be more of a reason to, and I could like kind of, uh, relate and get other people's thoughts and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's also, it kind of reminds me of, um, my friend Kendall started a podcast club, which is like a book club, but we discuss a different podcast episode every week. And she was like listening to podcasts and found like interesting topics and interesting thoughts. And like, she wanted to like text people and text her friends and like, you know, talk to friend, friends about the episode and like get their thoughts on it. But like no one's listened to the podcast. So she wanted to like start something to like get the friends thoughts and, you know, have a discussion about it. Um, and I think it's, yeah. So that, that was like before too. So that could have had an influence on it in a way too. There's just like a lot of different factors that go into it, I guess, but I just can't think of them all. No, it's good. I mean, at least at the core of what you can remember, it's this, uh, community aspect is huge. Mm -hmm. I was just, uh, 
with a friend and he mentioned his observations from Europe and he lived in Ottawa and uh, and they've been all over the world but he said he believes there's something interesting about Canada in general in terms of prizing community over uh, many other cultures and he thinks it has to do with the climate because like 200 years ago if you set up a small village if you think you can do everything by yourself and you have your little hut you know 60 miles into the woods the day that uh, your mirror uh, that your window broke or your door didn't shut or like you know it's minus 40 you're just gonna die right but the people that survived have this ingrained sense that as long I mean this is a, a morbid and survivalist version of what you're talking about but have this sense that um, you know as long as we're beside each other if there's an emergency for you or if there's something that you need to change that we can do it together and then you know it's kind of a conceptualization I think of human society as a whole but I wonder if like recently particularly not to blame smartphones but the way digital media is making us kind of zone in um to single point and not actually connect with other people you know this didn't become a 30-day challenge where you write a book and you're like okay just do it you actually invited people to have a meeting at your place which mm-hmm. i uh, didn't go to yeah and you created a special uh, chat group where people actually uh, interchange information yeah um it's fascinating there's something I mean, you were empowered by that too, I think, in your depression, that you didn't only look at the base of your pillow. You were still connected to look for answers uh, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, yeah. Whether they were by chance or by intent, I, I don't know. But uh. I'm, uh, I'm fascinated that you find this fascinating. Because <laughs> to me, it seems like so like intuitive. Like It seems like that's just what you do. Like If something's wrong, if there's a problem, you try to solve it. Like You do everything you can to fix the problem. That seems like natural in a way well this is why we find you fascinating matt because Mm -hmm. uh culturally and statistically speaking is why there's a concept of a midlife crisis Mm -hmm. because uh at least in my experience people aren't like that and in fact not as a whole but many people do the exact opposite which is they believe that they've got to be the hero of their story i don't know if this is american culture with everybody having this lone know cowboy movie ethos where it's like you've got to have this one guy that in the end was stronger than everybody else and Mm -hmm. put up with most and had the best skills and could shoot everybody before you know um but there is an assumption i think underneath that you're not supposed to go and ask for help because that's weakness and you know you know how many people say you know how do i cook this thing but they don't look at their smartphone and just google this is this is really weird because this like i kind of feel I feel not the opposite, but I, I feel like with the community, I get more of that feeling, like more of the the American whatever, like building up one person. I almost feel like I am like on like some like lifted up in a way because I feel like so much love from like the music scene and like different people. And like um, there's like people chant my name at my parties and, and stuff, um, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know how that started, but but there's like people that somehow love me. Um, and like, I feel like you can have both, I guess, or like, it's all one and the same, almost, uh, like building up each other is, you know, you, you build up yourself while building up each other. It's like a mutual thing. I think, uh, you know, it's amazing to hear that out of the mouth of a 23 year old uh, as <laughs> okay. a 40 near 41 year old. That's uh-huh. like, had to take a, a total collapse of my life to learn the same thing, but right. Yeah, that empowering, counterintuitive idea that the more energy I give to other people, mm-hmm. the more that I'm actually lifted up. Whereas I think yeah. 
there's, um, I'm going to blame capitalism again, Kyle, but uh, the capitalist ethos is that I got to take it from you, that right. we can't actually share anything. Yeah. That if I tell you how I um, set up the mics for this podcast, that I'm losing something. Or if we do a 30 day challenge, I've got to win the 30 day challenge. I got to right. do the most. I got to show you that, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you the secret way that I chop my onions because that means other people are going to catch up. Yeah. There's a, a weird uh, undercurrent of that. Um, it's not even undercurrent, but I think mm -hmm. there's a prevalent um, sense that that happens. And I think in bigger societies, you know, with the higher population densities, that becomes more stressed and more aggravated. Right. Um, in a way, with that, um, like the microphone example, um, like if you show someone how to do something or how, like show them your secret sauce or your secret way about doing something, they could take that and build upon it and then inspire you, and then you're like, oh, how, how did you do that? And they show you. So it's like a mutual sort of thing. Like, if you never showed them initially how to how you set up your mics, they would have never inspired you to then build yourself up more. So it's kind of like, there's like so many... You have faith in the feedback loop. Yeah. Well, like Maybe that's what happens with us as we get older. We get jaded. Maybe. The sure. first time you give somebody something and they fuck off and do something else with it, you're like, well, I can't do that again. Oh, but then you can, you know, always improve, always just try something different. And <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating, Matt. You're so positive. I was trying to pitch something similar to that on Facebook. Uh, I unfortunately, yeah, threw out my bipartisan anti-politics thing uh, the week leading up to the election because all of the media was getting so extreme on both sides. Yeah. And then unfortunately as well, it peaked sort of the combative instinct of some people that are quote-unquote friends of mine on Facebook and yeah I was called naive a three-year-old a fool and I was like I don't want to say that anybody's bad or good I just mm -hmm. want to have a discussion not only that but like why can't we just all hold hands and right. just like be human beings together and yeah. like you know work together to solve whatever problems and then I'm like well this is why you're an idiot and I'm like yeah right. maybe right I, I don't want to grow up then right yeah but uh, we just left an entrepreneur circle and there's a delicate balance there where you know that naivety might just be denial as well we'll see I'll, I'll be watching you Matt as you develop okay. thank you and, uh, <laughs> no I really hope that that you're starting this movement the worst case scenario is matt grows to be a 32 year old jaded like everything sucks hate everything he, he becomes like the what is this sith lord uh, <laughs> yeah right he turns into this is why you need to be on a mic yeah kyle. kyle just said he turns into you which i think is a good quip i'm going to convince kyle to start being my co-host on these i think uh, i actually had a thought that we should do that so i can intentionally say really dumb things and you can be like no that's incorrect uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I pray you don't become the Dark Lord uh, in yeah. your 30s. And that Honestly, all of these really, like, as you said that, I thought about, like, how easy it could be for me oh, to yeah. do that. Like, I could easily just give up and, no, sorry, that sounds bad. No, no. <laughs> I'm comparing it to you. But, like, I mean, like, I could easily, <laughs> like, um, you know, become uh, whatever the word is. I don't even know the word. What's What's the opposite of optimism? Pessimist. Pessimist. Cyn yeah. You know, more cynical than pessimism. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I could easily do that, but then I just feel gross and I feel like I like, I don't know. What's the point of it? Like was, uh, not to dwell too much on myself either, but when I was in the pit of my depression, I found a Ted talk about depression and this woman, it doesn't matter. Um, this educated human, 
talked about how the opposite of depression isn't happiness no but it's yeah. a vitality so okay depression in that sense is just nullity so when you're actually in a pit of depression you're not sitting there sobbing on the floor and whining mm-hmm. about why somebody broke up with you or why <laughs> you know this you know, movie sucked um, for me I, I was just lying on the floor yeah. and for um weeks on end either contemplating killing myself or i would uh, drive my kid uh, to daycare my wife to work and i would just lie down on the floor uh, for weeks and so when you go into those pits it's uh, frightening mm-hmm. um, as i learned the way out of it is to be a mad mort and to just uh, talk to people and kind of go and do things anything but it's another reason why i wanted to get into the how um, because that's actually a lot more complicated than it needs to be and I think a lot of people get into those modes, particularly when they get older. It just feels like a lot more work. Like I, I was telling Kyle when I, I bicycled here, I'm on a bicycle. Good, nice. And uh, yeah, I'm burning up my uh, muscles going downhill, which is a good joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted because um, there's just something about wear and tear. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope, I'll pray, and I, you know, we'll support you, I think. Kyle? Kyle's nodding. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> to make sure that you don't lose your way this way. I hope the project works. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, because I got the five minutes, so what is this project specifically in Vancouver? Right, yeah. So um, Brad and I are starting a new YouTube channel where we try to connect strangers together, um, uh, get, get other people out of their comfort zone, out of our comfort zone, um, help uh, each other crossings off our bucket lists, and um, help other people cross things off their bucket list and kind of just get people out of like mundane activities and ruts and all that sort of stuff um, and try to just get them living a better life or a different life or just like, you know, try to connect them. I think the main goal is like connecting strangers and building a community of strangers that are are cutting down the word strangers and making it more community-based and friend-based and sort of like, you know in vancouver too yeah in vancouver which uh yeah will be interesting all right yeah um yeah whenever that becomes a more structured thing like it, does it, it does it already have like a a uh, name yeah um currently it's under brad's names so it's we're gonna use brad's youtube channel it's brad lancaster currently but we're gonna change it to something different which we're still figuring out but um i'll post about it on on the internet just on search the Matt Mort or whatever yeah yeah we'll uh we'll get that tagged in whenever okay. i um I'll be watching. I guess I need. I downloaded the YouTube app because you bugged me so much. Like Twitter, I got banned from Twitter, by the way. Um, For perspectives? Yeah. Oh shit. No. Yeah, social media is not my forte. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think this is a better interview than the other one. Yeah, I I, I think so. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. The other one wasn't as. I don't know. I don't even know what I talked about in the last one. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, different. Uh-huh. <laughs> the fact that I didn't know that you're on YouTube says a lot. Yeah, that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then uh, you know what I'm gonna do actually after we stop recording this, I'm gonna put an online poll to see if people think that Kyle should be mic'd up. Yeah, I think yeah. you should. I'm pretty sure he should at this point. Hundred yeah, percent. I'm yeah. not even gonna make direct eye contact with him because yeah. he's in this uh, pit of denial about it. But right. kind of, what do you think, Matt? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Absolutely, right? Of course. Well, co-host or at least interjections. Yeah, he's he's got good tidbits and. Uh, interjections yeah yeah he's uh i don't say this often but he can be a funny guy you just committed to it that's on record now yeah 
<laughs> I think See, we didn't even get his quip after because yeah. he was not mic'd up. It's after, lost, Kyle. That was lost. After two years of making fun of Kyle, I've been like throwing him compliments like just because you're leaving the past few days before I leave. Yeah, I was at a at a at a yeah at a meeting, and uh, this woman said that she's going to try not to be sarcastic anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but sarcasm is like the lifeblood. And I realized now I gotta yeah. I gotta stop being such a dick too. So well, you should have said sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I'm learning a lot too that I got to be nicer. So right. if when when I get Kyle on the mic, I'm gonna try to be generally pleasant with him. Good, good. But until then, yeah, right. No, that's bad. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that's it. Do we need silence? No. So what do okay. you say? Is this goodbye? Goodbye, Matt. Okay. Bye, David. I oh, am you. I not gonna see you until you leave? No. So yeah. Well, are you going to the There's a Thomas Thomas show tonight? You want to go to that? Oh yeah. I bought tickets. Yeah. So if I don't fall asleep from mm-hmm. being old aged, uh, I'll probably be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love you, David. I love you too, Matt. I'm glad to have met you. And I uh, wish you luck on all your endeavors. Thank you. And uh, we'll be here waiting with lightsabers when you turn to the Dark Lord uh, <laughs> Sidious. You guys will do good things too. Are we? Yeah. Calgary's, Calgary's doing good stuff. What do you think, Kyle? You guys are just at the See? start of it. Kyle has no opinion because he's not mic'd up. <laughs> For today's sponsorship message, I wanted to focus in on ATB and their support for the Pride Movement. At ATB, we believe Pride is a stance, a stance for love, diversity, and self-worth. A stance for acceptance in our workplace, in the communities we serve, and with our community partners. More information can be found on atb.com pride.